We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. A winemaker in Northern California commissioned... Uh, a big study, a big survey to find out exactly when wine o'clock really is, meaning the best time to crack open a bottle and start drinking it. Mm-hmm. And the answer they came up with is precisely noon. <laughs> that is incorrect. Oh. 6.59 p.m. Oh, so after you've got the kids at least wound out, dinner is over, you got the kids winding down, getting ready for bed. So you can be slightly loopy in yep. the final moments of that process. That's right. Okay. And just in time to watch Jeopardy. Hmm. Uh, they asked people to name the top little pleasures in life also. And that part seems a little rigged because drinking wine took the top spot. But the rest of the list looks pretty legitimate. Uh, not counting wine, top 10 little pleasures in life. Being able to just hang out on the couch, watch some TV. Oh, yeah, for sure. A home-cooked meal, shopping for yourself, reading a book, indulging in dessert, date night, going to a happy hour with your friends, a leisurely walk, fresh sheets on your bed, and getting a massage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A few more from the top 20 are ordering delivery. <laughs> that would be a higher up on your list, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, the smell of fresh laundry, watching sports, and taking a day off to work, a day off from work to do nothing. We are 10 days away from St. Patrick's Day, and Wallet Hub says that Chicago is the best place to celebrate for the second straight year. They base studies like this on everything from the number of Irish pubs and restaurants per capita to hotel prices, and the weather forecast. Isn't Chicago the city that they also dye the river green? They sure it do. Is. I'm sure that's a fun party. Yep. Uh, and you got other cities, Philadelphia, Madison, Wisconsin, Boston, of course, Tampa, Florida, Naperville, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, New right. York, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Rockford, Illinois, and even though Cincinnati is not the top 10, Dayton is. Dayton, See? Ohio. Really? Yeah. Large Irish community in Dayton. Maybe worth making the trip uh, up there this St. Patrick's Day. How are you? You're Irish. How, what percent? 37. 37. So yep. more than a third. Yep. Are you going to yeah. be celebrating? Of course. St. Patrick's Day this year is on a Sunday. It. It's Sunday. a Sunday. And it's also opening day at FC Cincinnati. Oh, wow. So it's like a double whammy. That ought to be of fun. 
green beer and orange and blue clothing. <laughs> what a combination that'll be, eh? Green beer. Talk about weird combinations. Did you know that mixing Coca-Cola and milk was a thing? Well, if you remember Laverne and Shirley, remember that show? I remember the show, <laughs> but I don't remember that. She drank no. pe- uh, Pepsi and milk, milk and Pepsi. Really? It was Laverne's drink. Uh-huh. Wow. Is that like similar to uh, a float? Like That's when you what get it like a root like beer when, float um, or uh if you were to yes, because I do believe that Pepsi with ice cream is called a black cow. Huh. And that's what it tastes like when the milk when the ice cream melts. Yeah. Is basically what Wow. That's specifically like. Pepsi or just cola? You know, I think it was specifically Pepsi, but I ca- I cannot say for sure. Great Steely Dan song. Black well, cow. <laughs> take your big black cow and get out of here. The hashtag milk coke has been trending online and people are coming out of the woodwork to say that, yes, they enjoy a little milk coke every now and then. You should try it. We've seen a few people claim it is kind of like a root beer float, as you pointed out, or more accurately, a Coke float where you pour it over vanilla ice cream. And I suppose if you think of it that way, it's not quite as gross. This is not a new idea, though. Diners have been serving a similar drink called an egg cream for over 50 years, and candy shops in New York were selling them as far back as the early 1900s. And you brought up Laverne and Shirley. There's no consensus on the right recipe. Some people say you should go heavy on the milk. Others say it should be 50-50. Some say two-thirds Coke is best. Apparently, it's better with whole milk, though, and you can add ice if you want. Hmm. I used to drink it when I was a kid. Hmm. Uh, Career. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Asked. Was looking at the most stressful jobs in America... And this year's soldier took the top spot again as the most stressful job to have in the U.S. Soldier, firefighter was right behind soldier, followed by an airline pilot, a police officer, and broadcaster is now officially making the top ten list. You almost sounded surprised at that. I don't think I've ever seen broadcaster on a top ten list of the most stressful. No? Mm Mm-mm. It is very stressful. Weird hours. Very hard. Tight deadlines. That's right. Frantic, you know. Having to be, like, alert. Well, the pressure to be <laughs> first, I think, as well, has now come down tenfold when it comes to reporting news or any kind of pop culture event. We have to be first. Well, news reporter is also on this list, separate from broadcaster. And obviously, with journalism under attack right now, I can see why. Mm -hmm. Public relations executive, senior corporate executive, and taxi driver, all on the top 10 list of the most stressful jobs in America right now. 
the least stressful job this year is diagnostic medical sonographer. So if you are listening right now and you are a diagnostic medical sonographer. Isn't it sonographer? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think that sounds Here right. Here comes the jelly. Yes. Yeah, that's someone who performs ultrasounds. I haven't the foggiest idea, but I would like to know if you, if you are a diagnostic metal, med- medical sonographer. See, I think that would be, a, I think that there would be stress involved with that. Because even though they say that they don't read the sonogram, that it's the doctor, you know, the doctor they still know what they see. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at that. I mean, they're spotting cancers. They're spotting Anything that could possibly go wrong with a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they they're they're witnessing someone who's about to get some really bad news. Sometimes they are the only one in the room. Sometimes right. when you get the ultrasound, yeah. and they're doing like that. I don't know what is it like twenty or forty things they're supposed to check on the baby when you have your and they're measuring twenty week ultrasound. And, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think I need to talk to a diagnostic medical sonographer then. I'm sure hopefully the good news outweighs a lot of the bad. They do mm-hmm. say it is the least stressful job this year. I wonder if they agree. Uh, the rest of the least stressful jobs are compliance officer, hairstylist, audiologist. That one I think is what usually comes up as audiologist, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Okay. Uh, university professor, medical records technician, jeweler. Operations research analyst, primary technician, and massage therapist. I think being a, a university professor would be a pretty sweet gig, really, once you're tenured especially. But I mean, you're just teaching the same thing all the time right? to kids who want to be there because they're paying to be there. It's not like they're being forced to go. No, and, and once you're tenured... You could do anything. You don't even have to show up, do you? No. And they can't fire you. Right. <laughs> what a great gig. And you're only working nine months out of the year. You don't teach any summer courses. That's hey, fantastic. Katie on one is a diagnostic sonographer. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hello. Fine. Thank you. Good. How is your stress level this morning? Um, well, right now I'm on my way to work, but it's... A very stressful job, actually. Uh-huh. Are you sure about that? Because CareerCast <laughs> says it's the least stressful job in America and right they now. know. <laughs> very, very stressful. Pretty much we're the eyes for the doctor. So if we don't see it, then it doesn't get caught. Oh. So you know what you're saying. Because, I mean, that, that was always really frustrating from the patient perspective to be laying there and knowing that the person that's doing the exam, doing what you're doing, knows, you know, if everything's oh, okay or if yeah, it's not, but do. you can't tell us. Yeah, just legally, we're not allowed to diagnose and tell patients what's going on. But oh. we know, I mean, we have to do our preliminary reports. And a lot of times what we put in there is almost exactly what the doctor reads out. And I mean, sometimes there's stuff where like, I don't know, this might be a normal variant. Yeah. Um, just something I've not seen before, and that's another reason why we don't say things. Okay. You know, you don't want to scare a patient. The doctor's like, oh, that's nothing. <laughs> right. So uh, do you do strictly babies, or do you do other sonograms? I do babies. Okay. Now, do you interact with any medical records technicians? No. Uh, do you interact with any uh, pharmacy technicians? <laughs> 
I used to be one. Oh, yeah? Oh, so wow. that is also on the list of the least <laughs> stressful job. That's in the top 10. What would you say is more stressful, the job you're doing now or pharmacy technician? Um, the job I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of responsibility placed on you. Well, right. and I think it's got to be challenging when you know someone has been trying for so long to have a baby and then something is wrong. I'm and sure you that can't is find a heartbeat and then, oh. incredibly traumatizing wow. oh yeah yeah we see all the really sick babies and people come from all over the country to see our doctor so we we wow. see all of that we see it all uh yeah. what time do you have to be at work today eight o'clock eight o'clock what time you get out of there Four thirty. and uh, what time was wine o'clock in your household <laughs> <laughs> should, should be seven or eight but my kids will still be up oh i got you all right. Well, it was good talking to you. Thank you for the insight. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. Yeah, people were asked to rate how stressful their job is on a scale from 1 to 10, and 78% of people rated their job at a 7 or higher, which is up almost 10% here just in the last 10 years. It's 741. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102, turning our attention now to The Affair. In addition to potentially wrecking your life, having expensive. (laughs) Yes. Pricey. Having an extramarital affair can be expensive. Nearly $450 a month, according to one recent study. They asked 2,600 people who had been married for at least five years, and they zeroed in on the ones who admitted they'd had an affair before. And here's the breakdown of all the costs that come with it. Hotels, $123 a month. Dinner and drinks, figure in another 162 bucks a month. Hmm. Gifts, $54. Things like movie tickets, other various costs. If you add it up, it comes out to $444 a month. And the study found that a typical fling outside of your marriage lasts about six months. So that means the average affair costs about $2,700. And I'm assuming that's $2,700 each. Each person in the affair. It's I not just, guess. you know, the male, the, the male half of a heterosexual affair is paying for the hotel. Yeah, I don't She's know. She's coughing up some coin, too. What's interesting is the study also found that if someone does cheat, you know when the time in the marriage they're most likely to start doing it? When? How long would you think it would take, you think? I would think, like, years. Like, anywhere. seven years, right? You know, I they talk about the fabled say, seven-year itch. Well, when you get anywhere maybe after five or even 15, yeah, like 5 to 15 years, I think people would be like, I'm done with this. You think that's the highest likelihood of having an affair, stepping out of the marriage? Been together a while before they got married. You know what I mean? Like if they were together for five years and then have been married for five. Yeah, the honeymoon is over. Yeah. Maybe they're looking for some new. You would think. You would think. I would think it was never. You would hope. You would like you to would think. hope it was yeah. never. For sure. But... In this study, they found that if someone does cheat, they're most likely to start doing it about two years into the marriage. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? I think that is fascinating. Two years? Two years in. Yeah. I mean, they do say the first two years is the honeymoon period. Oh, and it, my And that's gosh. when, you know, stuff does start to, to settle a little bit. and Yeah. But still. Wow. I know. That is eye-opening, I know. actually. I know, because then you think... 
Well, I suppose it depends on what age you are, too, when you get married. If you get married at 25 and all of your friends and people and everybody's still out and partying and meeting a lot of opportunities to have an affair as opposed to, as opposed to you know, 35. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know. It's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Six things. And this is not meant to scare you. It's just a fact. It's, we, you know, we do gross stories like this every now and then. Just because it is kind of fascinating the things that gross us out versus the things that we actually consume. But it's true. But it is true. There are six things that the FDA actually allows in your food. Let's talk about frozen broccoli as an example. Mites in frozen broccoli are allowed. Now, I have to qualify this, put it into context here. There can be up to 60 mites per 100 grams of broccoli, which is allowable by law. And 100 grams is about... Three and a half ounces. But I personally find mites very tasty. Do you like mites? I do. That's a personal favorite for you. It is. All right. Well, good. Maggots in your maraschino cherries. Five percent maraschino is, cherries. I do, too. And they're even better with maggots, I think. Five percent is the cutoff. That means you could still get a jar of cherries that is four percent maggots. Uh, okay. <laughs> How are you doing? I, I mean, it is this kind. It is this kind of stuff that makes me go farm to table. Yeah, but farm to table. I want to see where it grew, where it's coming from, what's on it. Well, if you think you're eating bugs now, yeah. Well, you go farm to table. Yeah, but you see the bugs, you can wash them off. I'd rather have that than chemicals. So that they're clean bugs. Yeah. Well, what part of you is going, <laughs> I've been eating this all along and it's been delicious? And never right here. Mm-hmm. Well, that last story we did a couple months ago about natural flavoring, which is really beaver juices. Anal right. glands. Yeah. Like, every time I see natural flavoring on ingredients, I immediately think of, hey, everybody, I'm Billy the Beaver. Are you <laughs> eating it anyway? Yes. See? I don't know. Rodent hairs in cinnamon. Rodent hairs in cinnamon. Every 50 grams can have, doesn't mean it does, but every 50 grams can have up to 11 rodent hairs in it. And that is acceptable to the FDA. It must be hard to eliminate these things completely. Yeah, it's almost impossible. Which is why I'm sure it's acceptable. Why there is a certain level of allowance here before they say. If there's a full-blown maggot in your cherry, that's unacceptable. If it's ground up, not that big of a deal. Yeah, because if you wanted a maggot, you'd buy a maggot. Right. Sand in your raisins. You can. that what that texture is? (laughs) There you go. Sometimes. You can have up to 40 milligrams of sand per 100 grams of raisins. And here's one. I'm, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation on this, too. It's It looks like it's pronounced mammalian excreta. Excreta. Man, mammal excrement. Mammalian. Is what that is. Fancy it up all you want. Mammal excrement. It's squirrel poop. <laughs> More specifically, actually, guys, it's rat poop. Oh, okay. there you go. It's rat poop. Rat. That makes uh, me feel better. Mammalian ex- excreta in your ginger, a.k.a. rat poop. Every pound of ginger, um, they have a limit on how much it can contain, and it's up to three milligrams of your ginger. So there you go. Nothing there is surprising. It kind of makes the five-second rule look not that silly. No, five-second rule. 
Oh, that's so gross. I can't believe you just ate that off the floor. Well, uh, you know what's in this jar well. of maraschino cherries? Right. Yeah. It's 7.52. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. The irony of hipsters is that they kind of want to be different, you know? Mm-hmm. Unique. Mm-hmm. But ironic. They, ironic, right. But they end up looking like every other person who shops at American Apparel. Last Thursday, a team of researchers at MIT, they posted a study on what they call the hipster effect. And the hipster effect is how hipsters tend to gravitate towards similar fashion trends and all look the same. It's interesting. You should check it out because after they posted it, someone complained about a stock photo they used of a hipster with a beard wearing a knit hat. And the guy who complained said that he was the model in the photo. And he was mm-hmm. upset at them for implying that he is a generic hipster. But here's the fun part. It turns out it was actually a different model in the photo. <laughs> it wasn't even him. No, it wasn't even him. He just <laughs> he happened to look like him. He didn't himself. Right. That's funny. So let's repeat that again. The guy was angry at them for implying he's a generic hipster who looks like every other hipster. And it turned out he's such a generic hipster, he couldn't even tell himself apart from some random dude with a beard. That's funny. Yeah. The researchers joked that it essentially proved the whole point of the study that (laughs) hipsters look alike. So there you go, guys. What can I tell you? 753, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, Some good news this morning to show her appreciation. The owner of a restaurant in Raleigh, North Carolina, closed the place down for a few days last week. And took 20 employees and their families to Disney World. Wow, that's not a cheap trip. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Her her name is Gypsy, and some of her employees got very emotional talking about this. We were told that we were going to be going to Disney World. Of course, nobody believed it. And I, just like Jasmine, I did not believe it. It was so amazing. Um, I cried a couple times. I could cry right now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was just a blessing. The room, the board, the food, the rides, everything was free for us. I have a five-year-old son, and um, I don't know what the future holds, but I know right now, like, that's something... that I wouldn't be able to do for him. I don't think that she'll ever understand how grateful we are for it, for what she did for us. I'm forever grateful for Gypsy, and I don't have any idea how to pay her back, but I do put forth 100 at work. I want to to work hard for Gypsy for what she did for me. She just enjoyed just seeing us happy. Yeah, Gypsy herself didn't want to talk on camera, but she did tell the local news that she wouldn't have much of a business without her employees, and she wanted them to know how much they're appreciated. Wow. Very cool. Uh, some other good news this morning. Two Chick-fil-A locations in South Carolina surprised 53 employees with scholarships on Tuesday. Most of the recipients got $2,500, but one got $25,000. Oh, wow. $155,000 in all. Here is Nathan Strong, who got the big check for 25000 I want to go back to USC Columbia, switch over to a business management degree, and then work on my MBA as well. With this scholarship actually helps me in the financial situation I was in to almost get through it debt-free. So it's completely just amazing. And without words from how it feels to actually achieve that financial goal that I had been shooting for for a very long time. There you go. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.